Welcome back to Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all of the latest trends or stories, mostly revolving around film. For the second and third week of June, I have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, I guess this would be the second last podcast uh, for Pop Topic, at least. Uh, there'll be a few others outside of the Pop Topic name. That I'll be recording before I'm married. So, you know, it's sneaking up on me. That's pretty crazy. It just occurred to me, I believe, this morning, because I was texting a buddy of mine, and he was asking me, oh, hey, are you free in two weeks' time? And I had plans, so I said, hey, are you free next week? And he's got plans, and he just went, oh, well, we can just hang out in three weeks. We'll both make sure we have the weekend free. And I just went, wait, in three weeks, I'm going to be leaving to go to the airport to get married. That's when it kind of occurred to me, fuck, like... I can't even make plans it's coming up that soon. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's true. That's scary close, eh? Yeah, it kind of is. Exactly in one month uh, from yesterday. So, yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah, I really got one month left of freedom, and then, uh, you know, married. Yeah, then you get the old ball and chain. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think my life would be the exact same. I don't, I don't think it's going to change much. But, I don't uh, think it'll change very Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm no, still going to be watching movies. Pretty, pretty near identical. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, what have you been doing the last week or so, Tris? Anything fun? Just been binging movies for an upcoming podcast of ours. Nice, yeah. Other than that, I've seen the uh, Jurassic World Dominion now, in which if you've seen our Jurassic World ranking, I, I haven't. Didn't watch it in time for that podcast, unfortunately. But yeah. I have seen it now, and nice. they, uh, not very good. Yeah, bit no. of a, <laughs> not good. Bit of a stinker. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone's wondering where I would rank it, it would be second last. I'll put it just above Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Only because there's no part in the movie that actively pissed me off, and I can't say that for Fallen Kingdom. So I would put it above that. And although focusing one of the three major storylines on bugs was stupid, that one scene... Oh, spoilers again. I, I, spoiler warning. Yeah, that one scene when you first see the bugs and they fly over the barn, that was legitimately probably the coolest scene in any of the Jurassic World. So, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, that scene. I remember sitting there going, wait, what What the fuck's going on? Like, because you're just not prepared for that. It, you know, say what you want about yeah. the film, and there's a lot to say about how terrible this movie is. Like, it, it's, it's brutal. It, it's fucking terrible. But... It at was least, the most dinosaurs. That's yeah, the worst part. Yeah, at least they kept that secret. Uh, mostly because I don't think anybody would have believed them. But I, I was shocked when I saw that scene at first. I was thrown off. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And if that if one of the three storylines was about that, that's fine. Assuming the other two storylines were both about actual dinosaurs. But none of them really were. The closest was probably the bug. Yeah. Honestly, I agree with you. I strongly believe it's the second worst. I, I don't think it's the worst, mostly because the you know Fallen Kingdom, it, it insults my intelligence. It, it thinks I have like an IQ of 20. At least this film is just painfully boring. It doesn't make me feel... Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Fallen Kingdom's worse. Yeah. This one's part of the Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you. You know, this one is painfully yeah. boring, but at least it's not oh, insulting, true. you know. And since we're already spoiling it... um. I couldn't be the only one who noticed at the very end when the, the dinosaurs were fighting at the very end. Had zero stakes in the actual film, right? Yeah, the main terrible. characters were in the helicopter and flown away, and the camera stays there just so we can watch the dinosaurs fight, even though it was completely meaningless to what was going on in the movie. 
Yeah. No, yeah, no. It was terrible. And the fight was short, and it was the only dinosaur action we actually got in the film. Like, the film, considering it had the word Jurassic in the title, had nothing to do with dinosaurs. It was terrible. Yeah, there was nothing to do with dinosaurs, and there's very little dinosaurs in it. That was super disappointing. That was awful. Yeah. Did not like that at all. Yeah. Now, honestly, every decision they made in this film was the wrong decision. I don't think they made a it right was. call. Absolutely it was. <laughs> like, it is astounding that every choice they made was wrong, which I guess in and of itself is impressive. That, you know, <laughs> they... It felt like it they were terrible. trying to make a bad movie. I don't know how you accidentally got this. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Uh, the one good thing, uh, nothing to do with the movie. Uh, compl- everything to do with me, because you didn't... Uh, participate for the jurassic world dominion discussion tristan you weren't there for the big reveal where me and welling were watching this film and at around the 20 25 minute mark there's uh they walk in that you know big yard and they had that big circle and i turned to welling instantly and said a dinosaur's gonna come out of that i guarantee it they're gonna have a t-rex do the logo because it's the same shape as the logo oh yeah it wasn't even that impressive of a call, but the fact that I got that, uh, it means that I outsmarted this stupid movie. So I'll give myself that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom tried to make me sound like an idiot. At least Dominion made me feel like a genius. Real smart. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I felt like real Einstein over there. Welling, Welling was pretty impressed. It's pretty shocked. It did fool me, though, Quentin, because I, I thought it was going to be bad, but I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Even I was taken aback by how terrible it was. Yeah. I was mentally prepared for it to be a bad movie, and honestly, it was a bit better than I thought it was going to be. I kind of walked out going, you know what? Yeah, this, really? is, this is what I thought. No matter, like, no matter how bad it is, at least it's, I'll see like, a bunch of cool dinosaurs fighting each other and eating people. And there was none of that. It was just bad. Like, there wasn't even like that one saving grace of cool dinosaurs eating one another. Except for like maybe if you cut it all up and put it together, Three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was a bit... I don't know what exactly I was expecting, but going in, all I had was Fallen Kingdom as its most recent predecessor. Uh, They had to follow up the clone storyline, so I knew that was going to be terrible. And then they had the returning characters from the original trilogy. They're just going to cut the clone storyline. Did anyone care about the clone storyline in any of these movies? Or was it just the worst parts of already bad movies? There's something they could have done to make this movie good. They have no idea what they were wanting. I, it would have painfully bad. Forgotten everything plot wise in Fallen Kingdom and just really gone with there are now dinosaurs all over the earth and let's explore that for 90 minutes with a bunch of cool CGI. That would have been awesome. But they didn't decide to do that. Yeah, no, it had potential to be good. But yeah, we had the clone storyline, we had bugs. We had Chris Pratt, like, bragging in saving interviews. A, saving a baby dinosaur, which maybe you can consider that plotline about a dinosaur, but there weren't dinosaurs actively in it. There was just maybe one dinosaur being used as a backpack, and that was it. So all three of the major storylines weren't about actual dinosaurs. No. One was nothing to do with dinosaurs. One had to do with dino bugs, aren't real dinosaurs. And one had to do with a dinosaur backpack thing, and that was really it. Yeah. No yeah. dinosaurs at all. It was terrible. Yeah, and, and, and in interviews, Chris Pratt was bragging about how, oh, it's co- like my character's kind of like James Bond. He's like a spy who f- drives around on a motorcycle. And like, it became very clear to me, Chris
Chris Pratt yeah. just wanted to be James Bond. Like this there had, were scenes yeah. in this movie that felt more like they belonged in a James Bond film or a Mission Impossible film than they did in a Jurassic Park film. Yeah. Some of the best action scenes had nothing to do with dinosaurs. They were just motorbikes and cars chasing one another with explosions. Nothing to do with a Jurassic Park movie. Not what I wanted to watch at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Uh, I don't know who saw this movie and went, yep, this is it. We got it, baby. The epic conclusion to the Jurassic era, as they said. Yeah. Yeah, that was the conclusion to the Jurassic era. Man, did that go out with a whimper. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, uh, especially with back-to-back Fallen Kingdom and now Dominion, if they have a Cretaceous world or whatever they're going to do next, because they're bound to do something, I, I think I'm tapped out. I, you know, it took about... Look, I, I want, Quentin, an entirely new franchise, a super cool dinosaur movie. I like dinosaurs, but I've given up on the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah, if Chris Pratt or... Uh, Either the two directors or the clone girl, if they are involved at all, I'm out. I'm not, I'm checked oh, out. Especially the clone girl. If the clones are in it at all, I am so far away from it. Yeah. When I was sitting in the theater watching it halfway through, I was thinking to myself, like, man, the MonsterVerse movies are just so much better than these are. Like, the King Kong and Godzilla movies recently have been so much better. I just big, you know, monster movie franchise far out outweighing the, the Jurassic World franchise. These movies have been terrible. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i checked out. It took about 20 Marvel films for me to be checked out for that. Uh, for this one, it, what, it, the second and third in the trilogy, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like, if they make yeah. any more, like, yeah, they burned pretty quickly for me. Like, what a disastrous and trilogy. And even the first one was just, like, a good, block, you know, blockbuster. It wasn't yeah. even a, a knockout film by any means. Yeah, it's not even actually good. It's, it's just a fun time. Yeah, it was, it, it was at least passable for what I want from a Jurassic Park the other two weren't even. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the original Jurassic World, but it's mostly just because it's just dumb fun. It's like a, Yeah, it's a good yeah. popcorn movie. It's what I was hoping to watch this week when I went to go watch Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both saw Jurassic World Dominion, walked out with a sour taste in our mouth. I, I also went to watch Top Gun Maverick for the second time, and despite Jurassic World Dominion being probably... Uh, you know, probably my top five worst blockbusters of the last couple of years. Like, it, it's pretty dreadful. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, baby. One of the best. Uh, it, even on a second time. I fucking love that film. It's so good. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I, I, took, I went with eight friends. So, you know, uh, I, I don't remember the actual number, but, uh, you know, Top Gun Maverick did pretty good on its third week, and I will give myself part of that credit. That's right. I think you deserve it. <laughs> That's, Tom Cruise should like send me a personal letter, uh, but man, it was even better on a rewatch. I fucking love that film. Uh, one of the best blockbusters, I think, uh, in the last five, maybe even ten years. It's it's great. It's phenomenal. Very very good. Uh, another movie that just came out. Uh, not well, it, it did come out in theaters, but it's also out on streaming. So I just watched it there. But Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Have you heard of that one, Trist? I've heard of it. Which streaming service is it on? Uh, Apple Plus. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one when we discussed one of the festivals early this year in 2022. Uh, and then, Sundance, yeah, Sundance. Yeah, that sounds right. It was and then, like the big pilot from Sundance this year. Yeah, you know, it, I heard it was a relatively yeah. weak year for Sundance. Yeah. This one I heard lots of good buzz about. 
Yeah, it was the first, it was the, uh, the biggest purchase Sundance has ever had, correct? Uh, Apple Plus bought it for $15 million. I believe so. I think it beat last year's record for Coda, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so both purchases were from Apple. So, you know, Apple's got the big bucks to snag the, the big winners at the Sundance. And Apple really seems to, to, to be willing to invest a lot into these uh, indie films or, in, you know, festival darlings. Which is great. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's worked out very well for him so far. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I just watched it last night. It just dropped last night. Uh, and pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's on the level of Coda. You know, I think that yeah, should have been. I've heard that. Better. I have heard that. Like, doing the direct comparison, it's not the same. I don't think this is winning yeah. the Oscar. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't get your hopes up. But Apple's this was directed by the guy who did Shithouse, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the second yeah, film. I'm excited. I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I think I like Shithouse more, mostly because I think I just connected with it more personally. Like, you know, that's, that's just more our thing. But Chat Chat Real Smooth is a, is, especially because it's only like an hour 40. Like, it's an easy watch. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I remember when the film ended, me and Andrew were like, wait, what? We thought we were like an hour in. Like, it, it just flew by. It's a very fun, lighthearted film. Yeah, uh, I like it. And for those that haven't seen a good film, maybe you uh, want to get that sour taste of Dominion out of your mouth, you know, maybe check out Chat Chat Real Smooth. It's online right now. The, uh, the other film I want to quickly talk about, and I want to maybe see if I can maybe convince you here, Tristan. I don't know. You're, you're pretty headstrong, so I don't know how this is going to work. That's Might true. be uh, yelling at a wall here. Probably. <laughs> I want to defend teaser trailers for you, Tristan, because okay. you, you don't even watch those, do you? You refuse to watch teaser no. trailers? Correct, yeah. Unbel- unbelievable. Well, okay, so once again, here's the thing. If it's for, like, a franchise film or a sequel, you know. Like, I have seen every Spider-Man movie. I'm not going to bother watching the Across the Spider-Verse teaser trailer. I know I'm going to watch that movie. I've seen all the other Spider-Man movies. Why am I going to stop? Right? But if it's for a movie I've never heard of before, an original IP, a new film, something based off a book I've never heard of before, I, I would watch a teaser trailer or a trailer, typically I'll just wait until I see it in theaters, because I see a lot of trailers in theaters anyways, and I know I'm going to see it there, so I typically won't bother watching on my own, but sometimes I do. Uh, up until the point when I know I want to watch this movie anyways, and typically I turn them on. <laughs> so you have been halfway through a teaser, just pause it, went, alright, I got it. Yeah, essentially. Oh my if God. I already know I want to watch the movie, <laughs> the trailer done its job. The rest of it is redundant <laughs> and just going to spoil the film. <laughs> If the ticket's already purchased, it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I have just gone, yeah, all right, I get it. Turn the trailer off. I think trailers are too long. That's why, teaser trailers are different. I don't think I've ever stopped a teaser trailer. Okay. Before. Like, a full-length trailer, right? Like, those are, like, three minutes something, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, I was wondering. Teaser and trailer. And honestly, let's be real. Typically, like, the first 30 seconds of the trailer is generally the best part. Because no, that's going to be the most watched part. Yeah, the part that tries to get your attention. Exactly. Well, and then depends on the the, the trailer, I guess. But um, I was gonna say most of the time the ending is always really good too. Well, the ending gonna tell you the name, which is pretty important. Yeah, or where they got like some final iconic shot to imprint on your mind. Yeah, but that's when they spoil too much, though. That's when they give you a little too much right there. You know? Hmm. I don't know. I understand your point for the main trailer because. Uh, myself i not like i have the rule of oh well i'm not gonna avoid trailers or i'm not gonna watch any trailers i'm not gonna get spoiled like what you have but 
but you know, most of the time, in the main trailer, uh, unless I by mistakenly watch it or someone tells me, hey, you should check this out, it's a pretty good trailer, you might be interested in the film. But yeah, I guess most of the time the main trailers aren't really my go-to, but the teaser trailers, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to think, you were saying the tagline is one of the most important parts of marketing. I really think the teaser trailer is probably the most important piece to get a film started you know, at least online to get buzz. Like I still vividly remember 2020, my favorite trailer for that year was Make. And hey, uh, you know, the movie might not have been the best, but I thought uh, the trailer being in the style of 1940s trailers, as if, you know, the same kind of trailer Citizen Kane would have received itself. I thought that was awesome. Like that's such a cool that's trailer. Right. It, hey, that's real fun. I like when, when movies get creative with the trailer. That's yeah, sure. and, and that's another good point. You know, as many, you know, as few great trailer teaser trailers there are there's bound to be a plethora of boring dull pointless teaser trailers and I, think, I love market like movie marketing in general so i do like trailers a lot i find most trailers spoil too much so i don't actually watch them typically until after i see the film then a lot of the time i do go back and watch a couple of trailers to see what they were like um and see how much they spoil uh, but I, uh just because i like movie marketing i love movie posters movie taglines as we discussed and so i agree that teaser trailers can be a real important uh, aspect of marketing a good teaser trailer uh it's awesome to see i love watching a good teaser yeah and then obviously last night in soho probably well it was my favorite teaser trailer of 2021 and just did you ever end up watching that trailer the the, the teaser trailer i did yeah yeah, yeah. come on it, it shows you the style the the you, you instantly it's know just, yeah, exactly what you're getting you're into yeah so, and I think that's the what's so great about the teaser trailer. It, it hooks you. It gets you pumped and excited for a movie. I don't know if I would have had a little countdown the week May came out. I don't know if I would have had a countdown when Last Night in Soho came out. Like, I would, like, these were events for me. And it was all because these teaser trailers were so exciting. And uh, just a few days ago, they just dropped the Blonde trailer. And I know I was excited for this beforehand, so it's a little different, but... Honestly, I was, before the Blonde trailer came out, I was wanting to have a brief little aside about Blonde to say that I was getting a little nervous. I wasn't actually, I was, you know, I was getting a little cautious about this film. About a week ago, there was some news that Netflix was trying to sell Blonde. They were trying to sell it to another streamer to get some money out of it because they didn't have any faith in this movie. And I started getting a little nervous, Tristan. It was, a week ago, I kind of sat there going, fuck, this movie's got to be bad if Netflix is trying to burn their bridge with this and just get some money out of it. Like, if they have this little faith in it, it's, it's got to be brutal. But then they dropped the teaser trailer right in time, Tristan, right when I lost some hope in the movie Blonde, one of the best trailers, or teaser trailers of the last few years. It is, it's so fucking good, Tristan. I don't understand why you're against watching teaser trailers. It gives you the exact type of feel for what this movie's going for. You instantly know the style of this film. The camera work is fantastic, and I will now have a countdown a week before Blonde comes out. I am through the roof excited, and Tristan, it comes out the same day as Don't Worry Darling. What a great uh, horror female-led uh, double feature. Which one's Don't Worry Darling again? Uh, that's the... Uh... Oh, that's the new Ari Aster film, right? No, uh, Don't Worry Darling is the, uh, speaking of Ari Aster, it's uh, led by Florence Pugh, but it's directed by Olivia Wilde. Okay, yeah. yeah. I am very excited for Blonde. 
Uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, though, of course. But I'm just in general, I have seen they released a couple stills from it. I have seen those, of course, and they are uh, quite excited for this film. Uh, I'm for sure already going to watch it, hence why I never bothered seeing the trailer. <laughs> but yeah, I might go check it out now that you're, you seem so excited by this, yeah. this teaser trailer. And once again, the teaser tells you nothing. Uh, so, so and it's also based on a true story, so like, there's nothing to spoil. That's true. Not that I know too much about Marilyn Rose's story. I, I really, I know, you know, sort of the general premise, but not a lot of the details. But it's a true story. There's really no spoilers happening, right? Yeah, yeah, that's another good point. And just a little side note: by true story, it's going to be like Spencer, where it's like very loosely based. It's mostly going to be fabricated. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I heard that they just really pinpoint on some of these theories and stuff. I don't think it's going to be super, you know, if you're, if you want to hear the story of Monroe, maybe watch a documentary instead about They do it, also, right? they have released a documentary on Netflix, but Marilyn yeah, Monroe, which yeah, I do yeah. want to check out for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, there's trailers so good. I've seen it so many times now by so many. I've seen it four times. The vibe of it gets me pumped. Andrew's already annoyed at this movie she she already hates it uh because why because i've seen it three or four times in front of her and she's sick of the same song over and over again yeah and plus you know it's two hours and 46 minutes long uh that's gonna be a little too long for andrea she's you know not a big fan of the longer but, movies but speaking about runtimes there Quinn, and also speaking about our favorite pieces of a marketing material being reviewed for some reason now runtimes of movies getting that is apparently movie news now that people report on because so, yeah, when they announced, have you heard, heard the, the announcement of the runtime for Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, yes. And it's clocking in, I think, at like an hour and 50 minutes, right? So basically two hours, right? Uh, which to me seems like a very appropriate runtime for, for, for a Marvel film, possibly even a little too long. But of course, to most of the Marvel fans, this is all too short. And they are real pissed off of it. They announced this like two weeks ago, and under every Marvel post I see now, are people bitching and complaining about how the runtime's too short for it to be any good, and how there's not enough time to develop any character? And, I, and so I see a lot even more headlines talking about uh, yeah, the runtime of Thor: Love and Thunder now. And apparently, it is one of like the top five or ten shortest Marvel movies, so it is relatively short for the rest of the MC. Uh, but an hour and fifty minutes is far from short for a movie. Have you seen people uh, complaining about the runtime of this this movie here, Quentin? What do you think of the runtime of this? Yeah, I've heard this, and it's it's ridiculous. Because, what are they talking about? There's not enough time to to have character development or something. It's a superhero movie. There is no character development. It's just it's fun action scenes. Third, it's also his fourth film. Yeah. He's already had six other hours. Yeah. yeah. What, how what, much more yeah. do he develop here? Yeah, how much more development does Thor need? Uh, yeah, this is fourth installment. You know, at this point, if he needs more development, uh, he should go to therapy, because, like... It's too long. Yeah, I don't know what people are going on about. And it's funny, because of course the MCU fans are complaining that these are too short, but then where are they to say, oh, well, the Irishman's way too long. What a snooze fest. Like, they were instant, like, if it's anything that's not MCU, if it's over two hours, it's terrible. Well, what a snooze fest. Oh my god, they're dragging this shit out. They should have made this into a Netflix series. But if it's a MCU film, oh my god, it's not over two hours? Where's the character development? Well, how am I supposed to learn to love these characters? Well, I, I don't know why they think MCU needs to have character development, but like films like The Irishman or, you know, 
plan hasn't come out yet. So even though the release time has been revealed, there hasn't been much backlash for it. In fact, most of the people that have been reacting to Blonde's runtime are mostly positive, but maybe that's because it's mostly me and like one other guy on Twitter going, yeah, two hours and 46 minutes of Marilyn Monroe. But you know, when the movie comes out in September, mark my words, there's going to be a bunch of people on Twitter saying, oh, too long, oh my god, two hours on a female character and her struggle of addiction? Get out of here, oh my god. I do think there's going to be a lot more other things discussed about this film in the runtime. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's, I feel this movie's gonna piss a lot of people off. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Actually, you're you're probably right. I'm sure people aren't gonna be mentioning the runtime that much on uh when, when September hits. I agree with you. It's crazy that the runtime really does change depending on whatever movie it is. If it's a blockbuster, especially MCU, they really are annoyed if it's not it if it's not longer. It's kind of funny. Yeah, or any sort of like real geeky thing. I remember when the Mortal Kombat runtime came out. People were mad that it was like also it was around the same time. I think it was around an hour fifteen minutes or right around the two hour mark. People weren't happy that it was you know not closer to three hours. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, just a few months ago when Doctor Strange came out. Uh, when they released the runtime for that, people were angry that it was only two hours and, and that ten was, minutes. I have also people a lot of comments saying the reason why Doctor Strange two wasn't very good, the reason why Shang Chi wasn't very good was because they're also you know two of the shorter Marvel films as well. They keep saying why. The reason why all these newer Marvel movies aren't as good is because they're shorter, uh, which I think is ridiculous. First off, Shang Chi is one of the only good Marvel movies in a while, and they, uh, Doctor Strange too wasn't very good for a laundry list of other reasons besides the runtime, which is one of the things saving it from being a complete waste of three hours, just two hours. That. Yeah, I would say Shang Chi's really the only good film so far from Phase Four that I've seen. So uh, to criticize the runtime, honestly, I think that film. Whatever Chang Chi is at, which I think is like what two twenty, two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I uh, wouldn't want it any longer. I actually thought that film dragged at times, but for the most part, it seemed pretty consistent. I think that's no longer than that. That that that's a good runtime, especially for a movie just about one hero. You yeah, know, like sure, the Avengers films. I can allot you a little more time. I get there's a lot of people you got to shove in. Yeah, but for a movie about one character, or even I know all the one character movies are now are still three to four different characters. Those movies can really afford to be closer to the two-hour mark. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, an hour fifty is the perfect runtime for an MCU film. I think yeah, that is honestly, a really good length. Everything I've seen about this Thor movie, I think this is going to be one of the best Marvel movies in a while. Here. Yeah, and plus the hour fifty mark, like that's yeah, that that's pretty reassuring. That Taika Waititi knows exactly what he's doing. He's just making a fun, quick time. I'm, exactly. I'm very confident in this movie as far as top of the phase for marvel i think they've been mostly stinkers up to this point but i think this one's gonna be the best so far uh yeah you know I, I think i can agree with that so there have been some interviews uh starting up with blonde you know this is going to become a blonde podcast for the next three months tristan i don't know if you can tell i i'm sure it will be. <laughs> but i i think it's exactly what we think this film is going to be like and i think that's why netflix was trying to sell it uh, the, the, this film might just be one of the most intense films that a big studio has made in years. I believe I was telling you, and to my knowledge, it's the first film with the rating NC-17 from one of the six major studios in years and in quite some time. So, you know, um, it, it, it's going to be intense from what I've heard. And the interviews have been saying that this is going to be 
a divisive film. You know, you thought Spencer or Joe Rabbit or Joker, you thought those were di- were divisive. Uh, this film's going to be hated. <laughs> like it is, or it's, it's going to be loved. It kind of looks like it's pissing and pissing people off, which um, I'm kind of excited. To, well, very excited to see the movie. But I'm also pretty excited to see the backlash. I'm very excited to the backlash. Like, it seems very interesting. And I think that's why Netflix hates it. And that's why the director refused to budge. He seemed to definitely have... I don't know, some kind of purpose with this. I don't necessarily know what it is, but it's, it's going to be interesting. And who is the director? Uh, the same director that did uh, The Assassination of Jesse James. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah. It was all for way too long. Yeah, it was really long, which I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, well, that's probably why this is so long. It probably, yeah, that, it, one, that one felt, that one was very long, but did it feel long? Yeah, so that's the one red flag, maybe. Uh, maybe this will also feel... I feel like this movie will for sure be too long. Yeah. It's going to feel... I, I'm, hopefully I'll be surprised. Yeah, so anyone that hasn't seen the trailer, uh, go check it out. Uh, it, 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 they, they did just drop it a few days ago. Can I quickly just tell you what makes the trailer so effective, Tristan? No, because I will go watch it. Okay, okay. All right, so as long as you promise to go watch it. Because... Yeah, I, I I get chills from it. The and it's the final shot that is so. And if you want, I can pause it now. We can stop now and go watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah, sure. So let's just wait a few seconds, or I guess exactly a minute, since that's how long the trailer is. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Come on, I think the, so what I really liked about this trailer, uh, since you just watched it, is I absolutely, I'm obsessed with them singing the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Same lyrics, but now it's like terrifying. I think it's so great how they literally took. I really like that song. I immediately picked yeah. up on that as well. And surprisingly, one of like the two Marilyn Monroe movies I've seen that song's from. Uh, so I immediately recognized it and. Obviously, very noticeable the different a uh, tone it takes compared to the original. Yeah, and it's quite chilling. I love it when they do that kind of stuff. I know offside here, but they did the same sort of thing with the Maleficent trailer. I remember for the first Maleficent movie and the a uh, Once Upon a Dream song. Yeah, and it, it has a very chilling effect to the trailer, and I, I I love that. It was for sure the best part. Yeah, it's so cool, and then which is the slow motion shots of her doing the iconic uh, dress lifting up that you would see from the film. Uh, the seven-year itch, that, that that iconic Marilyn Monroe shot, and it just shows these camera shots of all these guys drooling and taking this photo of her with, like, the creepy song of men grow cold as women grow old. Like, it was all of a sudden, this very comedic song sounds, like, terrifying. Like, it's so funny how the lyrics are totally different in this. Honestly, it, it just occurred to me how creepy the lyrics are to that song. It's very not... It's not that funny. No. So, yeah. When taken literally, at least. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely the part that won me over. But I think the final shot is so cool. And once again, uh, is to get us hooked, to let us know, yeah... Ana de Armas is Marilyn Monroe here when she does the iconic Monroe laugh. It's so chilling, especially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially because it really feels like it's Monroe's laugh. Like it instantly looked like the iconic laugh you'd see in the films that she was in. But yeah, but it's also, at the very end of the trailer, right? Which yeah. historically is where you would, you would insert like the Joker's laugh or Palpatine's laugh in the Star Wars trailers. They typically throw it right at the end there when the trailer's coming. 
but instead it's the iconic Marilyn Monroe laugh, which was super creepy and a, uh, very intense. Yeah, it, w- it was a terrifying shot, because what makes it even creepier, uh, as I noticed on the second time when I watched it, she's looking at the mirror, and she, the real Monroe, is still terrified and scarred, and then in the mirror, the positive personality, the lighthearted Monroe is laughing, as kind of like this giant divide between who she really is and this persona how she's looking at the mirror and she's not laughing but the mirror is laughing at her and at the very end just after that it turns black and the the logo for blonde comes up i don't know if you noticed the logo but even the logo the the b for blonde is this big beautiful cursive writing like the beginning of a big book and as it gets further in the word it gets worse and worse writing and the e it just barely scribbled on there at the very end yeah yeah, it, oh, it, it looks great. I, and uh, I think the camera work looks awesome in this. And this is everything I needed for the teaser. It let me know, okay, we got some great camera work going on here. They hooked me with that fucking song. I'm excited. This is, whew, this is back at number one for my hype, baby. Let's go in, in September, too. I am very too. excited. I am still more excited for the Weird Al Yankovic bio. Yeah. I'm quite excited for this <laughs> yeah that's true uh are they gonna do like a yeah are they gonna do like a dark creepy version of one of weird al's iconic songs i hope so i really hope so (laughs) yeah and they also dropped in that trailer the release date which is in three months yeah that's crazy i i assumed it was november december but it's coming out in september uh yeah you know probably because netflix once it's it, not to be their big Oscar yeah, push, yeah they, they want enough people's memories before we get to the Oscars. They, they don't want to be associated with it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I'm, I'm pumped for this movie, but you know, uh, what else is new? I, I, I get it, you know, I've been excited for Mank and now Blonde. I really get excited, Tristan, about these Netflix black and white biopics. You really do. <laughs> A very I'm more excited yeah. for this one than, than I was for Mank, that's for sure. Yeah, and to be I fair, I, yeah. This would be a better movie than me. Oh, yeah, no, no question. I definitely... And even though I was excited because I loved the trailer for Mank, I would say I, I just thought it was just going to be a great film. I didn't think I was going to love it. But, you know, like... Like, I was hoping for Last Night in Soho, and I'm hoping for this. You know, I've been uh, zero for two so far. Uh, they Mank and Last Night in Soho have not matched my expectations. Let's see if Blonde will. Who knows? I, uh, I really think, Tristan, I've gotten really good at predicting the movies I don't get excited for. Like, I, you know, how hyped was I for Top Gun Maverick until I saw it, Tristan? I wasn't hyped at all. I wasn't hyped at all yeah. either. I mean, I, I had more faith in than you did, at least. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, well, I guess since we're, what, over a month there, we can quickly talk about our uh, summer predictions here. Really good for either one of us, eh? Yeah, I, I feel like we both uh, screwed it up here. You're definitely closer than I am, but I guess with the rules we're doing where you have to be one off to get the extra yeah, point. Yeah, it's not going to help at all. Yeah, we I don't think it's going to help. We both thought a um, multiverse of madness wrong. We both thought that was going to be the big movie of the summer. I think Top Gun Maverick's probably going to end up being number one of the summer. Honestly, I hope Top Gun Maverick is the, is the hit it's of the summer. It's that or Thor at this point, right? Is Thor the only competitor? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Thor's going to be the hit of the summer. I, I still think it's going to do better than Top Gun Maverick. I think so. But I hope it's Top Gun Maverick. I hope we come out of this year and a non-Disney, non-MCU film is the king. That'd be great. Who would have saw that? I, I would have never, never guessed it. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, if Top Gun comes out on top, that's huge for the future of movies, really. It's going to incentivize blockbusters to try and start, you know, uh, I'm hoping 
I'm hoping they're going to start working on making really great inventive stories like what Maverick did. But I guess the fear is they just look at that and go, all right, time to dust off all the other 1980 classics we haven't used yeah, yet. Yeah, and bring, making sure you're bringing back a uh, central characters as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I hope they take the right message from this. Like, the message isn't, okay, let's make, make a lot of sequels again. I hope they look at it and go, you can make, like, inventive badass blockbusters like this like it's great and also practical effects yeah let's get back to practical effects if that's the takeaway from maverick i'd be happy with that one if they just get back to more practical effects and less cgi that's a great takeaway yeah yeah like jurassic world dominion looked pretty terrible it didn't look good it did not look very good i thought like the dinosaurs they for sure looked worse than the original jurassic park yeah yeah it was kind of embarrassing i was watching it going Man, the CGI in this is pretty, pretty bad at it's times. It's pretty rough. It's not particularly great. Everyone just the week or two before watched Top Gun Maverick, right? And to compare the two, like it pales in comparison. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick is genuinely stunning. I, I watched it a second time and I was still blown away by just they some of those real shots. Real fighter jets were filming with like IMAX cameras. Of course, it was going to look pretty good. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, speaking of quickly of Top Gun, did you hear the news? where uh miles teller had an interview telling us that he I got have. yeah <laughs> he got yeah, he got jet oil or whatever uh, in his blood because he was in the jets for so long uh, when he went to the hospital and so he went back and told tom cruise that and he goes i was born with it kid which the most tom cruise <laughs> response ever that's iconic that's amazing tom cruise is a fucking king i Love that answer. That's really funny. What a fucking guy. Yeah, everything with Top Gun Maverick, I am obsessed with. I just started Spiderhead, the new Netflix film that was directed by the same director with Miles Teller as one of the leads. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot that dropped already. That yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just dropped a few days ago, or I guess a week ago. I don't know. It was somewhere around then. Uh, I just started watching. I'm halfway through it. I paused because I, I, I had a work event today where we went to... Uh, my boss invited me to like a golf course and we, we it was like a country it was like a golf club where we uh, i didn't play golf i just had free food and wine but you know uh nice yeah so you know i had to pause the movie to go to that so i'll, I'll probably finish it tonight you know i'm, I'm just on a, so i'm on a top gun maverick hype even even if uh miles teller's in something else fuck it uh let's do it i'm yeah i'm excited for anything miles to tell doing at this point yeah with yeah. flash and maverick come on yeah, that that is a great double feature for uh, for Miles Teller. And he, I think those are the only two movies that he's in that's actually good. Like, I don't think he does like most of the stuff he's in is pretty bad. That's all I've seen him in. But uh, but when it's good, it's good. Yeah. Well, he was in the Fan Four stick. You've seen that. Oh right, he was in Fan Four. Yeah, and he's what done a few that? other stinkers. So speaking of movie news, another piece of news that uh, we we mentioned in the chat briefly, me and you, was the Joker 2. Yes. Which is very interesting. Uh, They're thinking of having Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and they're thinking of making this a musical. I think both of those are great ideas. (laughs) I know. Uh, If you told, honestly, I, I... could care less about Joker 2. I, I literally didn't care. Yeah, I, I wasn't asking for a Joker 2. I think Joker was a perfectly great standalone film. A one and done. You know? Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah, same. I didn't need anything else. I only wanted the original. 
a sequel just seems forced and unnecessary and pointless, really. But to make it a musical, color me intrigued. Let's fucking do this. I don't care. But if, it, I, if they were to do a second one, I was kind of hoping they would just do another origin story. But of course, completely different. Nothing to do with the first one at all. But still end up just with him back in Arkham again. And then you don't really know which one's the real one. So I'm kind of hoping they're still doing that here with, with Harley Quinn. I'm kind of down for a musical, really. I don't even like musicals, as I famous as you know, I famously say here. Uh, screw musicals. I'm sick of them. But the Joker two musical sounds pretty hilarious, uh, especially because I think, uh, especially in the discourse online. I don't know if you saw Tristan. Most people, most of the Joker fans seem to fucking hate it. I don't know why they're doing this, but it's hilarious. I think it's a fantastic idea. If you're doing a Joker sequel, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I think there should be more uh, random sequels out of musicals, even though the first ones aren't. A Deadpool sequel, a musical would be fantastic. Or just change up the style. Like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be changed to a musical, but if your first one was a comedy, make the second one a murder film or something. Like, I don't know. Like, kind of changed up. Really feel like uh, there's a big drastic difference going yeah. on with these characters. But, but if your movie is focused on something really super awesome and cool, like, say, racing or, I don't know, dinosaurs... You can shake up the plot and stuff and change up the tone and style, but you can't get rid of the dinosaur. It still has to be focused around dinosaurs. That's what people are showing up for. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. change the tone and style, absolutely, but don't change the reason people are buying the ticket. Yeah, yeah. When I say change the style and genre, you know, I mean, like, change it from comedy to horror. Yeah, I don't mean change it from dinosaurs to bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. No one would be that stupid. Yeah. It'd be be an idiotic decision. And no one would do that. And then another piece of news. The actor for Flash, uh, is it Ezra Ezra Miller? Miller? Yeah, they, uh, you know, he keeps doing all these controversial things. He's trying to get fired. There's no way they're not now. They're they're for sure getting fired. Uh, The big question is, is DC releasing this movie? Or are they going to have to do a bunch of expensive reshoots to try to save it? Because it's, it's done now. It's dead in the water. Yes. They kidnapped an 18-year-old. I mean, or like a 17-year-old. It's, it, I think it's over. Yeah, and this is why I wanted to discuss this. Because what are they going to do with them? I... <laughs> here's what I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the, here's the call. Yeah, what's the solution? Release, Let me know. Release it the way it is. Just drop it. Either drop it quietly on HBO Max or do a, a release in theaters knowing you're going to take mostly a loss. Like what happened with Morbius, basically, um, to try and re- recoup some of your money back. I think that's a smarter method than a uh, pumping, you know, fifty million or seventy-five million into it, like what they did with the Snyder Cut, and then still only getting like an extra forty percent money on it because you're not making enough money anyways. A loss is a loss. You might as well cut your losses where you where you are, and then completely reboot the DC. You know, whatever you're doing with the DC. Focus on this new Joker movie. Focus on your other projects and just give up on this whole connected universe thing. It, it hasn't worked. They've tried three or four times now. It still hasn't worked. Time to move on. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Or they really want to keep building on this. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think they should just cut their losses just Since with the universe a as a whole. Thing, what they could do if they really want to save it this is what gonna say. Yeah. an extra three million. Add one scene at the very end when they just kill off that that flash. There's already other flashes in the movie. Have one of those flashes come in and bada bing, bada boom, there's your new flash. That's your main guy now. 
And then, you, you know, that's the way they do it on the cheap. So this is already going to be a multiverse movie where we can already assume there's going to be more than one Flashes in the movie, right? So just take one of those other Flashes and there's your new Flash. Yeah, yeah, I, th- that's what I was going to say. That, that's the plan. And I think that's what they are going to do. That, that would be my assumption is they're just going to pay to have like a quick scene or two at the very end to quickly add a new Flash. And then, yeah, uh, you know, and I, I think that'll, that'll, that'll be the end of it. But I don't, I think this movie will still flaw horrendously. Uh, and I don't know if the DCEU will, will recover, to be honest. Yeah. And that, and especially with the new Aquaman movie, which they're hoping is going to be the saving grace. It's the first one to over a billion. It's one of, if not their biggest hitters in the DCEU. Uh, but of course, that has all the controversy with Amber Heard as well. So they're, they're really struggling. <laughs> yeah. And Ezra Miller was also a major part of the Fantastic Beasts movies, which have also flopped now. And he's also in Hot Water. So that franchise, if the last movie doing horrendously wasn't the death sentence, this for sure is. That franchise is done. They're not even going back to it, I don't think. I don't think we'll ever see another Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely done. Yeah, I think... Also, just look at the track record of how well some of those films have been doing. Just stick to doing individual projects. Joker and this, and the Batman are some of their yeah, best the performing films. Have been the best ones so far, and even the and the Suicide Squad. I actually that one didn't make as much money as a lot of people were hoping. But even the the DCE movies that have done well, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, they're both standalone films. All of the major collaboration movies have bombed horrendously, uh, for one reason or another, and none of them have been critically. Except for these Suicide Squad, and that one done the best of part, and that was the one shot, that was the one and done. Those, at this point, and even the Marvel Cinematic Universe has started to wean in popularity. I think people are kind of superhero fatigued, whole connected interverse, multiverse universe things. You know, they're tired of that at this point. Keep going with these sort of offshoot one-off movies like the Joker, like the Batman. Get good directors, competent directors involved, give them creative control, and forego this dream of competing with the MCU. Yeah, and I think proof enough is going to be the fact that Top Gun Maverick beat Doctor Strange at the summer box office. Yeah. Like, me or you, yeah. One-offs that are high-quality films done by competent directors, still typically with big-name actors that people know and based on popular, you know, IPs. Uh, They're the ones, they're doing just as good, if not better, than the big connected franchise. Yeah, yeah, and just, like, that alone proves that you know, these are the films that people are checking out. And I think that that's, you know, I think it's telling that a film like Top Gun Maverick beat out what was supposed to be the biggest installment of the MCU for this year, at least, which was the multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange. Uh, I thought yeah, this film would very much yeah. kind of put them yeah. into further into phase four. Yeah. That, and even the, the Marvel movie television shows, I mean, have been starting to wane in popularity. That being said, this new one, newest one of Miss Marvel seems to be mostly due with the, the controversy surrounding it just with having a, a Muslim lead. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh yeah. No, this one for sure is the lowest, and it's been re- reviewed on horrendously. Look at the user ratings on Rotten Tomatoes compared to the critics' rating. That is the biggest divide I think you'll see in any Marvel project, and it's mostly just due to yeah, people real mad about it for having a, a female Muslim being the lead character on it. Really? Even though I think this is one of... There's only been two episodes so far. But I think it's one of the best Marvel shows for a while. I really yeah. enjoy it. So I, I'm still thinking about it. So that's why I haven't mentioned it to anybody yet. But I'm, I'm waiting until the entire season is done and then waiting to see if people are relatively high on it or not. 
I, I, I'm. This is the one I'm actually planning on watching. I think Miss Marvel looks adorable. I think it's most of the posters. They're so stylistic, so fun. They actually and look like they have really something. Fun. It is. Yeah. It yeah. feels more like a uh, an old like Disney Channel show, like Wizard of the Place or something. Yeah, I got that vibe. Uh, Wizard of the Place is probably a really good example because in that one they have powers too. Yeah. Yeah, I got the that only vibe. thing I don't love about the show so far, and it still hasn't really justified it in my opinion, is they changed their powers from the comic book to the show, and I prefer comic book powers. And so far, they haven't justified her new powers yet, but I'm, you know, waiting until the end of the show. Okay, well, I don't know much about comics, so so what are the difference? What's the power she has? Well, her powers in the comics were much simpler. It was just basically, like, super stretch. You make her arms get really big and legs get really big and, oh. you know, stretch real tall and big. Um, in this one, they're much more cosmic. She can, shoot, like, shoot these laser things out of her hands, and they, uh... And I know I'm forgetting some from last episode that was big that showed her powers, but I can't quite remember. I really can't remember her powers too, too well in this show. They're much more like Captain Marvel's, where you can shoot plasma and stuff out of her hands. Okay. Yeah, because they want her to be more in line with Captain Marvel. Okay. Like, power level-wise. When in the comic book, she's obviously the weaker superhero. Not that that's a bad thing. I like the comic book powers better, because personally, I like superhero powers that are more subdued. Ones that, that aren't just all-powerful and all-compassing, and they win right. every fight because they're the most powerful ones there. Ones where, they, you know, their powers are weaker and subdued and, you know, takes a little more ingenuity to, to, to win the fights. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I assumed maybe they changed it because it wouldn't be visually interesting, whatever power was, but super that's stretch. That's part of it, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's for sure part of it. Like yeah. I said, we do know that the Captain Marvel 2 is no longer called that. It's just called the Marvels because it incorporates Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and I can never remember the character's name, the one who was introduced in Captain Marvel and also WandaVision. Um, it's going to be about the three of them. So it's called the Marvels. Yeah, yeah, uh, interesting. Um, but I really like Miss Marvel as a character, and the actress is absolutely crushing it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do really enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm still debating on, but yeah, I'm at least debating on watching it, which is the first Marvel show I've been debating on. It just because, yeah, I think it looks cute. It looks interesting and fun, and that's kind of all I'm wanting out of these Marvel films. So far, honestly, I've been pretty underwhelmed with most Marvel shows. This one I'm really liking, and surprisingly, Falcon and Winter Soldier was my other favorite one. Yeah, you're The rest of them, I think, I've been a uh, below par for. I mean, Moon Knight was pretty good. Moon Knight probably the next. Moon Knight was, Moon, Moon Knight was awesome. Loki, I thought, was underwhelming for sure. WandaVision, I thought it ended with, with a whimper. It started off really strong and ended, ended weak. What if was only okay? Yeah, it'll be interesting and to see Hawkeye's, how... Hawkeye's entirely forgettable. We saw also that one. Wait, you watched Hawkeye? I did watch Hawkeye. You wa- I, I, Oh my. I, I thought we were saying for years, Tristan. Me, uh, we don't know who that show's for, but it's not for us. You still watched oh, it? Oh no, I kept saying I was going to watch it anyway. Oh my god. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. It sucked. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that. I didn't even watch it. Of course it sucked. It's Hawkeye. What a what a dut. He is like the lamest Marvel character. Yeah, I can't believe they made a show off of him. And I can't believe you watched it. Oh my god. Embarrassing. Uh, more people have probably seen Hawkeye than they've seen. I don't know. What's a good movie that I really like? Uh, everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, Everything Everywhere at Once. Yeah. Hawkeye. What a guy. I'll be interested to see how Thor goes. I think Thor is going to be really its savior here. I think it's going to be a hit. I think people are going to love it. So maybe bring some of the fans back. But then again, I kind of thought that with 
No Way Home. Obviously, I don't think I the think film's it'll good, get a hit. I think but... it'll be really successful. I don't think it'll gross over a billion, and I, I'm not convinced it'll make more than Top of Map. You don't think it'll gross over a billion because Doctor Strange almost grossed over a billion. So if you think it's gonna do better than Doctor Strange, it it basically will, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. Like I think it'll for sure do better Doctor Strange domestically. I'm not sold if it'll do better worldwide than Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, I definitely think this will hit a billion. Um, but I don't think it's gonna hit it by a whole lot. I think it's gonna be like a 1.1 billion kind of movie. Like I think I think I think it'll just squeeze by. Just squeak by, eh? It's Thor. He's one of the most iconic characters left in the franchise. Yeah, and I think this is pretty much it for him. I think. Yeah, one of his last big films, at least. He'll he'll, he'll cameo and everything else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. I, I guess it's interesting to look at it like that. I hope Top Gun Maverick still comes out on top. I hope Top Gun can stay at number one here. Mostly just because I think that's more fun. I think that has more to say about viewer audiences later, you know, in a couple years' time when people are looking at what movies we got to make. They look at 2022 and go, Thor, that was number one again. Guess we got to keep making these multiverses and superhero content like the last you don't 10 know. years. I'm thinking about I'm, I'm pretty confident Maverick's going to be. You think Maverick's got it? Think about Maverick's already pretty far ahead of a uh, Doctor Strange, right? I'm actually pulling it up right now just to get the exact yeah. difference. Well, they've at least already passed it. And Maverick's still in theaters. It's still doing very strong. It's still top three. And these kind of movies, typically that draw on the older audience like Maverick has, tend to have decent legs. So I think it'll be in the top five for still a good few more weeks to come. I think it'll be in the top five right up until Thor gets in, really. And I, Whereas I don't think Thor will have that big of a run. I think Thor will have a shorter run, more typical of a Marvel movie. It'll have a bigger opening than Maverick for sure, but I don't think it'll stay around for as long. And, and, and like I said, I don't think it's going to make that much more than the billion. I don't think it's going to make that much more than, than Doctor Strange. It'll make more, but not significant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this does include the numbers that it's gotten for this weekend, but right now, yeah. Top Gun Maverick is ahead by thirty-two million. So just barely ahead, but that's not even counting this weekend. Yeah, and it's still going to be top three this weekend for sure, right? And it'll still be strong for the next couple weekends, I would think. So I, I think it's for sure going to be. A, uh, I think it's going to be number one of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it very well could. And or maybe not one of number one of the year because I Avatar I think could be a surprise hit. Oh, I don't think it's a surprise. Avatar is going to be huge. No, no surprise isn't like will it be number one again. Will it be a, a like, you know a two billion dollar hitter. I don't know about that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I got a little too ahead there. I do think Avatar two is easily going to be a billion bucks. Oh yeah, um, probably. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to do that well. I, I I predict maybe like what. 1.3, billion. Be Maverick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't think Maverick's going to be number one for the year? Yeah, probably not. I forgot. I was just in the mindset of the summer, but you're right. Avatar's going to come out on top over Maverick. I think Thor could beat it. I, th- I think it's potential. And there's also still Wakanda Forever, another Marvel movie. I don't think that's going to do too hot. Yeah, and by and by, do too one, hot. I mean, the first like, one beat Infinity War to be the domestic number one of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I this one, I don't think we'll do anywhere near as well. Yeah, I think it's going to do as well as Doctor Strange. 
Um, and that's just because it's a Marvel film, so it's going to make a crap load of money. But it's going to be messy as hell, like Doctor Strange. Uh, I, I think this movie is going to be a disastrous mess. I could be wrong. but I'm um, really intrigued by this movie. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, that's a good point. I have no idea what this movie's going to be about. Um, but I just know the production for this film was a fucking mess. Yeah, it was a nightmare production. <laughs> and it's, oh, yeah. Even before the nightmare production, a weird concept where like the name, the namesake character is no longer, you know, is not going to be in. So it's yeah. weird. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a great spot in the uh, in the franchise. Uh, I'll be, I'll be intrigued. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it's on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm not watching it, but what if it what if it gets like crazy reviews that like super good, like yeah. it's it's an absolute knockout. Even even. Movies that do get crazy good reviews, like Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't like watching them with audiences. I don't like the MCU gang. They all cheer at the smallest thing. If you wait after the first two weeks, though, you can watch it with normal people. See, this is what I was wondering. I just... But don't wait till three weeks, because then you catch it with the Marvel nerds going for a second (laughs) one. Oh, yeah, is that it? They they take a break on the second week? they, They go for the first week, they watch it again on the second weekend, they wait for the third weekend, and then they go back for the third week on the fourth week. Okay. We're going the third weekend. So third That's weekend's the way to go. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's what we'll do. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have to try that strategy. Go in on the third weekend. Yeah, maybe then. If that's the case, uh, maybe I'll try out the strats. Uh, but you will still have to watch through the uh, the breaks in the movie. for. The- yeah, that's true. Those random awkward pauses in the film. That's true. That's true. And you watched No Way Home for a second time, right? You, did you notice that? Oh, there were 100%. A uh, pauses for for applause. It's so nervous. <laughs> when, when, when he when Andrew Garfield takes his mask off, he looks at the camera for a full second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's the funniest example. Like they hold that moment for a while. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it definitely the, the biggest. It's fantastic. They should put an, an applause track in the Marvel movie, like they did in the old. Well, actually, there was a bit of a thread on Twitter, uh, like like about a month or two ago. It's it's not new news here, but it, it was an interesting thread, and I actually might surprisingly agree with the Marvel fans. Instead of a commentary track that you would get when you buy the Blu-rays of the films, where you get the insiders of the director or the cast or crew, they should have a audience commentary where it's just people yelling and hollering. Just like a listen along with with an audience. That's yeah. fantastic. It's sort of like when you get the sing along editions of movies. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. Yeah. yeah, and you know, as much as I don't like, and in fact, I I, I hate the audience reaction with these Marvel films. It, it's it's not for me. It's for the people that love it, and I actually think that's a great idea for the fans. I think the fans would love that. I'm shocked they haven't done that yet. I do also think offside here, but you know how like speaking, of, you don't like the audience reaction in the Marvel movies. You know when they do like the, the Disney re-releases of movies with a sing-along edition? I know that for like Frozen and Moana and stuff. Imagine going to a sing-along edition at a theater, where they re-release in the theaters for a sing-along edition of Frozen. That would be fucking brutal. Yeah, I would be, hate that. That'd be terrible. It'd be a nightmare. It would be so bad. It would be the, the worst experience in the world. I don't know who would pay money for that. Yeah, it'd be terrible. It's such a bad idea, but I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, yeah, sing-alongs, I couldn't do uh, the, the big Marvel films. It's just not my thing. But really, like, obviously, people like me love to watch the commentary tracks of directors and stuff because 
we you know like those kind of movies to like that kind of insight with those kind of movies but there's no insight to marvel there's no in-depth analysis of a superpower cgi shot why the hell do they have no features people's lives just making youtube videos and writing articles about analysis of these marvel films and they say there's no need for analysis on these marvel films yeah, sorry, I, I don't mean to get these well, people out of You're going to make a of people's livelihood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Uh, they, they pretend there's an analysis so they can, like, make money off of it. They, they, there's nothing to analyze. I don't it's... think they're pretending. I think they're just psychotic fans. <laughs> I, I don't think it's an act. <laughs> I'm convinced it's a bit. There's no way somebody thinks it's, it's, it's true. Um, that's what I tell I mean, myself. Star Wars fans are even worse, man. Oh, oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah, but, like... I. The reason why I don't buy these superhero films on Blu-ray, well, I guess one, I don't really like them, but I do have one. I have Guardians of the Galaxy, and it doesn't have a whole lot of features. There's like one deleted scene section. Really? And then that's it. It's just because they don't really show much, right? Like, I guess they don't have interviews with the people because you can just find those on YouTube and they just don't really have any exclusive interviews or anything. There's no commentaries for these. Come on. So I really think to make these Blu-rays more valuable, and I guess Disney Plus, let's be real, they don't care. They got Disney Plus. That's where they want everybody. They want everybody to just come get the movies on Disney Plus' service. They don't care about the physical editions. Yeah, and they do always release like the assembled documentaries on Disney Plus now for the making of all the Marvel shows and movies. Yeah, yeah so I guess they got that there as well. But yeah, for these physical ones, I'm kind of shocked they never have done the audience reaction. Like I think something like Endgame or No Way Home would be something people would love to buy uh, on the physical edition to get the uh, to get the audience commentary. I really yeah. like that title too. Instead of director's commentary, audience commentary. That, that's hilarious. I think it would be a fun idea. Yeah, yeah, not the worst idea. That's for sure. I would never listen to it, but I do think it's a great idea for the fans. I'm shocked we haven't done it yet. Uh, so, anyways, uh, that was a quick aside there. I I I got some other smaller news, but nothing too major. Anything else you want to discuss, Trist? No, that's that's all of it on my end. Yeah, are you uh, checking out the new Lightyear film this weekend? I don't know about this weekend. I for sure want to check it out, though. Um, I guess I could have gone tonight. I'm not really doing anything tonight, but yeah. Uh, mostly, I'm expecting I'll see that one with Jada and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Maybe I'll see if they want to go that. I don't think Dad would like it, though. <laughs> yeah, take Dad to watch Lightyear. I don't know. Of all, of all Pixar know. movies, it's kind of a manly one, right? It's a masculine movie. Yeah. It's about a hero. It's about an astronaut. That's cool, right? That's, that's tough. Hell yeah. Buzz yeah, Lightyear like, out in space. That, that's yeah. pretty manly. Boy, it's like Chris Pratt. What's manly than Chris Pratt? What? Oh, speaking of that dinosaur. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, Tristan. Uh, it's, it's not Chris Pratt. It's, it's Captain America. Oh, wait. Chris Evans, right? It's yeah. honestly even more manly. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way manlier. Oh. But Chris, I thought Chris Pratt's voicing everything else. I think I got confused. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a good, good guess. And every time Chris Pratt saw a dinosaur in the Jurassic Park movie, he would just put his hand out. <laughs> like, anytime it's any dinosaur, he would just immediately run in front of everyone else and put his hand out as if he was going to fucking do something. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. He does like seven times throughout the film. Yeah. I don't mean to exaggerate. I think Chris Pratt in Jurassic World Dominion is possibly a top 10 worst performance of all time. He was fucking terrible in that movie. And I, I like Chris Pratt. I really do. I, I think Chris Pratt that's, that's pretty great work. But a, um, him in all these Jurassic, Park, Jurassic World movies has not been good. I do not care for Owen at all as a character. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Like, I could, I can't stress enough how bad he was in Dominion. It was painful. 
why the hell does he keep lifting his, his hand up? It makes no sense. Yeah. I didn't get... That's his only character trait. Like, honestly, it would have been like, pretty I solid. every time I saw a dinosaur and he was in the same scene as a dinosaur, like, he's gonna put his hand up, he's gonna put his hand up, and sure enough, he put his <laughs> hand up every time. <laughs> it was so predictable. It was horrendous. Does Dominion have legs to be, like, a so bad it's good? Like... No, no. It's, there's not enough dinosaurs there. Well, I was going to say, like, could you not make a drinking game out of this? Could you not every there time... There's an hour and a half long break in the middle of the film where there are no dinosaurs. It is just 90 minutes of pure talking. There's dinosaurs in the first 20 minutes, dinosaurs in the last 30 minutes, and 90 minutes of pure blubber, of just people talking about bugs and walking and talking, and that's it. And that's not a good blockbuster. It wasn't fun, it wasn't exciting, and I didn't care. It wasn't fun enough to be so good it's bad. And so bad it's good. But you can make a drinking game out of it. You can take a drink every time he lifts his hand up. That's something. You could chug every time that there were dinosaurs on, on screen. And you'd be sober at the end of the game. <laughs> chug every time you see a dinosaur and you come out sober. You would. You would have finished one and a half beers. That's it. You would finish one and a half beers. You wouldn't be that drunk at the end of it. You could drive home. Oh my god, I should try am, that. Am I wrong, though? How much would you chug? If you chug, if you chug these no, you're right, you're right. It's, 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 but that's why it's so funny. one and a half beer stops. You wouldn't be that drunk. Yeah. In and a that, two and a half hour <laughs> film about dinosaurs. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, you kind of convinced me. Yeah, this isn't so bad. It's good. This is, it's just terrible. There's just not enough dinosaurs. Like, I could maybe see it for Fallen Kingdom because there are enough dinosaurs. I just think it's too much of a piss off to be fun. Right. But there are enough dinosaurs, at least, in that yeah yeah and i agree what was it when we did the ranking podcast some of them were saying that it's it's almost so bad it's good like they just have a good time even though they know it's terrible and i even admitted that like i agree with it i can see how you can get that i can't because it's just so insulting to my intelligence that i just can't go get behind this movie but i understand why people can at least have a good time with it i, I get it yeah whereas i don't i don't think there's a possibility of having that that's why I'm shocked by the audience score. The audience score is so high. I'm shocked. It and makes like, no sense. This, so I assumed when the audience score was so high that this movie would just be a complete but at least it'd be lots of good action and dinosaurs and stuff. But it was the opposite. It was a boring schlog. I don't get what the general audience had so much fun with it. Like, I thought the general audience would have hated this. It was boring and horrendous. This is a little footnote three months in advance. The audience score for Blonde is going to be like 20%, but the audience score for Jurassic World Dominion is like, what, 89%? Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's stupid. It's a stupid high audience score. Yeah. It's not a good movie. I think there are a, an aspect to it where a lot of the audience members just see the, the, the critic score and they want it. They get mad at that, right? But like, if you hate the movie as well, why are you mad that the critics also hated it? It makes, I don't get it. I don't get yeah, why people like it. It makes know. no sense. This movie's just bad. I'm shocked that people pretend yeah. to like it. Like, I get it for Fallen Kingdom also, because you're not really looking at the pot, plot or paying attention. Sure, there's lots of cool dinosaurs and cool shots. I get that one. But I don't this get one, it. there just wasn't enough dinosaurs. There wasn't enough action. It was boring. No, even in Fallen Kingdom, I don't get why people would... I, I generally don't understand how anybody thinks that film is enjoyable, because the, no, all the no, trailers... The there are a lot of people that, when they watch action movies, particularly action movie fans, that pay zero attention to the plot. They just they don't pay attention and don't care. It's insane to me. How do you how do you watch a movie and just not focus on the actual movie? You're just looking at the at the images. Oh, That's why most people don't like the dramas. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, you're right. I guess I'm a drama guy. So I, to me, the story is the foundation of the film. 
But like even the action sucks in Fallen Kingdom. Like the dinosaur yeah, it's not good. trips it into a, a tree. Like the, like nobody dines in that movie. There's no carnage. The dinosaurs just trip into stuff the whole time. Like I think nothing that's happens. also the thing. I think PG thirteen ratings are a lot softer now. Like you gotta be a lot more, you know, appropriate to get a PG thirteen. And they really want to keep that rating. So they don't push the envelope and they have the actual like gruesome action or anything. No one dies in these movies anymore like, at all. Yeah. When you get have people get ripped at, ripped in half in the first one, in the first trilogy. Yeah, but like even Jurassic World has some fun carnage. Yeah, has that's the, true. Has the rating changed much since then? Like that no, one had some fun that's kills. A good point. Not since then. Yeah, so oh, they definitely can have more kills. They just choose not to. They they just want to. Well, maybe because movie. they have more intense plot lines, right? More inappropriate plot lines. They lose leeway on the action. Could that be it? But they have more serious, you know, actual guns and stuff, and and more of that sort of. Things that could make it, you could argue, inappropriate. So, could they? Do you think that they lose leeway on the action then? But they, if, if they all the I don't know if you noticed this, which is why it's so crazy to me. They don't. They never have guns. They always walk around with tasers. That's why it's insane to me. Like they run up to these dinosaurs in Dominion and Fallen Kingdom, and well, and obviously the original Jurassic World has the same thing. Uh, this entire trilogy, it's dudes running around with tasers and like stun guns. Because they, they don't want to hurt the dinosaur because they want to put it back in a cage and sell it, right? That, that's their whole reason. But it's so idiotic. Like, if you have a fucking dinosaur in front of you, like, use a fucking gun. Like, what are these guys doing with these tasers all the time? A taser's not going to do anything. Yeah, you're right a point. Yeah, like, they don't even have guns. I have no idea. Like, honestly, they could have had guns. They could have had actual dinosaur carnage. I just think these movies intentionally... Like we said, Tristan, they went out of their way to make the mo- the worst film possible. Like they have an easy recipe, baby. But a boom, but a bing. Dinosaurs on Earth, easy. It's so hard to do wrong, and somehow they did it. Like, come on, let's be real here. And the audience score is an eighty nine percent. What would their score have been if they had a T Rex fight by the Statue of Liberty? If they had a pterodactyl fight by the Eiffel Tower? What would have the scores have been then? A hundred. Like, that is what these movies should have been. It would have been epic. Like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Dinosaurs all over the earth. All over the earth. We never once saw them fight on the Great Wall. We never once saw them fight by the Empire State Building. Anything. Anything. It's crazy to me. They had, they, they had, you know, Fallen Kingdom was absolute trash. But at least it set them up to make just right? slam That's this out what of the I park. Thought. I thought at least yeah. I'm not for a good ending trilogy where it'll be all around the world. This is Jurassic World. You will yeah. see all across the world just random subdivisions, big iconic buildings, famous cities, all of that getting just destroyed by massive dinosaurs. And instead it took place in remote locations in small laboratories that were all made up and not real and none of the cool dinosaurs in real world scenes. And there weren't even dinosaurs and they weren't in the real world. And it was just boring people talking. Yeah. For two hours, and that was a Jurassic Park movie, and it wasn't. It wasn't good. Exactly, and then when they said, you know, when the first thirty minutes was going on for Dominion, and they kidnapped the clone girl, I thought, oh my god, this film's a fucking drag so far. But at least they stole the girl, so obviously they're just going to take this girl to different places around the world as an excuse for us to see all these great landmarks no, with dinosaurs. That is a taken movie with Owen. So yeah, I thought, okay, yeah. The, the beginning of this movie fucking sucks, but at least, okay, they, they stole the girl, and now they're obviously going to be visiting all these cool places now. No, 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 they didn't. They they took her to a lab. 
Oh my God, it was fucking terrible. And 89%, this is why you can't trust audience scores. Audiences are idiots. If you're listening, you're an idiot. I, I don't understand it. 89% blows my mind. I don't get it. What's the critic score? They know what's going on. I don't know what their score is, but... 33. It was 33 last time I checked. Okay, well, that's pretty generous. That's a good score. That's still a 1 in 3. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. One out of three critics walked out of that movie and said, that was a positive experience for sure. Yeah, and I give the passes on most blockbusters. Like, if I was writing reviews for, like, Fast 9, I'll just give that a thumbs up. So I'll oh, give right. a positive review. Oh. Like, I can't see how anyone can give this movie a thumbs up. F9 a thumbs up? That movie was I so give, boring. Was I enjoyed it. This one, didn't enjoy, wasn't fun. Shouldn't be a blockbuster. You could do the same drinking game with F9. Chug your drink when a cool action sequence goes on, and you'd be no, one and a half beers in. <laughs> there was a 30-minute scene at the beginning of that movie that didn't stop with car chasing. Yeah, they didn't true. get out of a car for 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it, it was a good sequence. Yeah, that's fair. But the rest of the movie was talking. Yeah. You would hit the ground before halfway through that film, Quentin. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I wouldn't even finish the rest of the movie. I would end before he swings on the rope. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Sure, don't get me wrong. There was still like a good hour in that film with not much going on. I admit it, but there was there was a lot of lot of action in that film in total. I I disagree completely. Okay, okay. Well, I definitely think the film is boring as hell. But at least, you know, at least it's better than fucking Jurassic World. What a what a movie. I yeah, it's it's shocking to me. Eighty nine percent. This is why I never trust the audience. I, I can't. I just can't trust them. I try to, but I can't. Unbelievable. Well, what's your prediction, Tristan? Uh, let, let, let's make a quick little game here. Blonde audience reviews, all right? Higher or lower than 25%? Higher. Oh, higher, okay. Absolutely. Because I, I think it's going to be a good movie. So I think it will be a hit. And I think a lot of audience members who aren't going there for the bullshit review bombing and hating it because of what it's about, but just watched the movie and reviewed it, I think a lot of them will be pretty high. Wow. That's okay. what I'm thinking. I'm huh? thinking it is going to be a jet. And also, I'm banking on, unlike this movie or even Miss Marvel, people watching Blonde, a three-hour biopic, you know what I mean, about Marilyn Monroe, all black and white, are going to be people who like those kind of movies. This isn't a general audience. I don't think... I, I think it'll have significantly less reviews than Jurassic World has. But I think it'll for sure be above one. How... See, I've, I've never done reviews for Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care. But how do they verify that you've seen the film? I have no idea. I don't even know if they do, to be honest with you. Because if there's no way to verify, there's no doubt in my mind, the audiences are just going to absolutely drag this to the ground. Well, don't get me wrong. There will be. And they do that with a lot of movies. It will get review bombed. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, they, they just hear, like, everyone's going to be talking about the big scene that's going to happen in this movie. And everyone's just going to hear that and go, wow, this movie fucking sucks. This is terrible. This is definitely a negative movie. And then they just bomb it at Rotten Tomatoes. I think I the critics... I don't know if people are actually going to care. You know what I mean? This is, yeah, that's I don't true. Know if it, I don't, it will depend on the backlash. You're right. I don't know if enough people will care. Yeah, no, that, that's fair too. No, no, that's also a good point. I think the critics are also going to be divisive. But my guess, it will be your guess for the critics. Uh, critic score, I think it'll be, like, just on the threshold of being fresh or rotten. It won't be certified fresh. I think it'll be around the 70. I think we're around 70%. It'll 
It'll be fresh, but not certified. Well, what's the number to get certified? I think above 80, but like consistently above 80. Okay. Because my number, I'm thinking around 75 to 77 range. I think. uh, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like mid 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where the clerks are going to land. Because, you know, it's going to be divisive enough, but yeah, I just think. And there are lots of, you know, like real Catholic, you know, critics that, you know, that are real religious and then all that and probably won't like a lot of the stuff in the movie. Yeah. And, you know, similar to Jojo Rabbit, right? Like, it's yeah. taking a very dark part of history and telling a story out of it. And you might just not like the way that that story is being portrayed. And honestly, that, that's pretty justified. You're, you're allowed to feel that. So I, I can see that being the case. Well, that's everything on our end. I will see you guys. We'll, we'll see you guys in a few weeks.